and welcome back to another episode of Sports Meets Money, where our business is sports. I'm your uh, co-host, the very esteemed Med, aka Marketing Medi, joined by my brother as always, Ale, aka Ale Swab. And Ale, today is a special episode. Why is that? It is an emergency meeting. Mm. By now, I'm sure everyone has heard we have a merger on our hands. Yeah. We like to focus on business through the frame of sports. And honestly, what better way to talk about mergers and acquisitions, something very common in the business world, yeah. than through the eyes of our recent news? Live Golf has joined forces with the PGA Tour and something foreign I've never honestly heard of in terms of golf, to be honest. We're still novices in this aspect. However, they're forming the Justice League of Golf Association, something. Ale, we got news, buddy. Yeah, so it's a wobbler, but uh, I think the best way to start this way off is how we got to this point. That's true. Let's go ahead and give some context. So we got to go uh, back in time to about maybe this time last year. Yeah, this time last year. Uh, the Rise of Live. Um, so how was Live created or what was the idea behind Live? What what inspired Live to even get to this point? Money. Money. Where's that money coming from? Oil. Okay. All right. <laughs> like right. So great. <laughs> today, oil accounts for about 92% of the Saudis budget and is one of the largest producers and exports of oil in the world. This control in the market garnered a new relationship in the West as well as their Asian beneficiaries. Shout out to my continent. Okay. So knowing that oil won't be here forever, the, the Saudis decided in 1971 to start the public investment fund known as the PIF. Or mispronounced as PIF. <laughs> so since the Saudi economy is shifting into uh, foreign investments and tour tourism because oil isn't a permanent resource, they started this fund. This fund has six started with $621 billion to invest. The goal was to invest these funds on behalf of Saudi Arabia to diversify their assets and offset their 92% reliability on oil to make their economy again diverse. So one of the ways that they decided to be diverse in their investments was taking notice of like all these other prime ministers, kings that are taking over the world of sports. So the Saudis thought, hey, some some guy from across the way just bought a team, uh, a British sports team. Why not us? So that's exactly what they did. In 2020, Saudi Arabia, with the PIF funds, began the takeover for Newcastle United, a club that was uh, on its whims. Uh, any Newcastle United fans know and hate the owner, Mike Ashley. And honestly, yeah. not to get, I don't like Newcastle to be honest, just because, you know, it's not my team. Yeah. However, they've been kicking butt. They made, they got to like third in the league, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're this, they've this been year. coming up. But, you know, why are they coming up, though? Money. PIF, Saudis, uh, 300 million pound deal agreed between the owner and the PIF. But what was crazy, and it's something that we're seeing with this Live and PGA merger in the States, is uh, the Premier League halted this uh, agreement 
there was no reason why. They just said, why are we taking money from these guys from across the way, even though they took money from other kingdoms and stuff like that? Um, but nonetheless, in due time, they finally were able to come to an agreement that, okay, basically, we're going to take your money, but you're going to have nothing. You're not going to control the sports aspect of this team. So that was agreed between the PIF and the Premier League, including Mike Ashley. The deal goes through, and in their first year, they saw, just like you said, they came up. Now they're third place in the Premier League. Uh, in the first year that the PIF took over, they spent 133 million pounds in the first transfer window. Including Newcastle captain and a person because of this transfer landed on the England World Cup squad in Qatar, Kieran Trippier, great player. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. I'm not even a Newcastle guy, but Trippier, good D. <laughs> but ever since uh, the Saudis put their money into the uh, into the Premier League, this team has, has risen to immediate success. So that brings us to today, where the Saudis said, okay, we got – into soccer, world's biggest sport. The next apparent goal was live, I guess, or golf. So they entered the golf war world through a super league under the name of live. And they used the same exact tactics that they did with the Premier League and just threw money around. Talking about money, we're going to talk about PGA players that got these big Life-changing deals like Phil Mickelson, who was uh, contracted under $200 million. Dustin Johnson, $150 million. And at the time, Cam Smith, who was a champion of a cup recently at that time for $100 million. Those were the first three official athletes signed by Liv. But there's some other names to take note of. Today, Brooks Cup. Kepka, Kopka, Kepka, I got Kepka, a hundred million, and Bryson DeChambeau, a hundred twenty-five million. But on top of all that contractual contractual agreement, they also can reach nine-figure bonuses. So officials in the states categorize this move as an attempt for the Saudis to improve their public image, which was their goal in the first place. Look, it's it's a, it's a hot take, but for us stateside, it's kind of a wobbler for us. And this is maybe why we see this confusion or un, undecidedness with this merger. Uh, because we love the league of PGA. It's been staggering. The players have even pitched ways to make the league better, but... In the end, I think with Liv coming together with PGA, it's going to help them in the long run. But improving their public image, the differentiation between the PGA and Liv is Liv took it upon themselves to modernize the sport. Uh, across other sports, you know, worldwide, whether it be basketball, soccer, we see these players starting to take care of themselves more. 
the uh, NBA's, there's less games in the NBA. MLB, they're shortening the season. So what is Liv doing? They're making, they're shortening the tournaments. So let's see. So there's fewer tournaments, smaller fields, and three rounds instead of four in each tournament. So in comparison to the PGA, there's 14 live tournaments year 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 long versus the 47 PGA tournaments, which are longer in season. So one of the best ways to sum this up for all you golfers out there is they util- utilize this shotgun start. Uh, in live, which means that every player begins their round at the same time, but on different holes, resulting in shorter days. So there are shorter tournaments, smaller fields, shorter days. And in the end, man, I can't see why me as a, if I were a player, you know, wouldn't want to go towards that type of, you know, instead of going, you know, Tiger's got the injury, the bad knee, uh, Phil Mickelson getting on the older side. So Liv was a good choice for Phil. And I feel like Liv and PGA, once all the dust settles, it'll create this league that is for the players whilst also upholding those PGA values. Um, but on top of that, speaking of Saudis and the sports takeover, 2029 Winter Olympics, the Winter Olympics of 2029 is locked in for Saudi Arabia already due to their success in the sports they've touched so far. And that's my section, my two cents. What do you think about that, Ahmed? Well, the uh, Saudi takeover. All right, before I get into what I love doing the most, being a hater here, here's what I'm thinking. Um... Just to remove the kingdom of Saud, yeah. right, the royal family and everything from this, let's just talk about this as a different golf format, right? Yeah. You're not forced to wear pants. You don't have to be tucked in with your polos the whole time. It's not as restrictive. I think you can actually take carts, which is great. You don't have to walk it the whole time. Yeah. And they help with paying for flights, which I'll get to here in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great time. Bro, they're having... These, uh, let me talk about 100 years of history, right? For yeah. PGA. Yeah. It's very, very traditional. And sometimes the wrong way here. Yeah. Compared to live, which they had people like, I don't know if you've seen it. There's these social media creators based around golf content, mm-hmm. country club adjacent. All they do is roast people when they're swinging to try to get them to throw off their swing. Mm-hmm. They're part of live doing a bunch of pro-ams and stuff. Like lives having a lot of fun. Yeah. The PGA is still, hey, make sure you button up every button on that polo and tuck it in, and we're going to walk 18 holes, even though Tiger Woods is somehow still playing after all these injuries. I know. And an accident, I believe, that happened to him and everything. Yeah. It's just like, all right, come on, bro. Like Maybe because it's my personality. If I can work less, get paid more, <laughs> and actually have fun. That's the American dream right there. Don't sign me up for this. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like at the end of the day, that for me, and we'll get into it later, is like is good for the sport of golf. So it's not that, and, and we'll get into like into it more deeply later on, like in in our second segment. But just live needed to to come in and compete with PGA because they can't keep getting away with this man. They need to modernize itself. And here's kind of what we mean by get away with. 
basically, um, let me break this down in terms of a couple of different issues here. Let's talk about the f- biggest thing first, though, Ale. Players, right? The product. We always talk about in a lot of sports, you protect the product. The NFL talks about the time when we talk about the ball. In this case, it's not the golf ball. It's the golfers that bring in the brand value, obviously. And here's the deal. There's such an issue about PGA is not pay- paying players enough. So let's kind of do some uh, – we're going to go reverse chronological order here. In August of 22, they announced that players who are fully exempt from qualifying, like they're already going to be part of the tour, um, and if they play in 15 tournaments minimum, they'll be guaranteed at least half a million dollars through the new earnings assurance program. This was announced by tour commissioner Jay Monahan. According to a Forbes article, though, um, from last year in February, before the whole live announcement even went through, the 2019 PGA revenue was $1.5 billion. With the B, let me say it again, billion. They make roughly 700 mil off TV revenue alone. Here's the thing. Before the earnings assurance program, there was no guaranteed player pay. And like to make it worse, I talk about like with the hotel, I mean with the flights and everything. If you, if you were exempt from qualifying for PGA, what you had to pay was $100 initiation fee your first year and $100 in annual fees. Oh, and then every season, mandatory $50 locker fee. You have to pay for your own travel, your own caddies and coaching. Mm-hmm. And the difference between PJ and other sports leagues, the golfers aren't employees. Mm-hmm. They're independent contractors. So PJ has no real uh, liability to pay for all this stuff because they're not actual employees. Sounds like Amazon. Hey, we'll get into that another <laughs> day. Um, we probably should talk about Amazon as a media venture one day. But however, right? These independent contractors are forced into a lot of rules. They can't be part of any other tournament if it falls on a date of any of the 45-plus tournaments. You said, what, 47? Yeah, 47. Jesus, man. 47 tournaments they do unless you have written permission from the commissioner, which would be Jay Monahan, which is a max of three per year. You aren't even allowed to receive sponsorship money on appearance fees, mm-hmm. only for performance bonuses. Bro, the year John Wall basically didn't play for almost bulk of two years, yeah. he made more than people who played every single tournament. That's why they were mad at him, bro. He was just sitting on the couch, cashing that shit, cashing those checks. He wasn't just sitting on the couch, right? John Wall, no, he wasn't was, playing in the league. John Wall, Houston was a different beast, allegedly. Um, there have been many stories told, but <laughs> here's the thing: Does this not sound like the NCAA? Hmm. For what is basically a rich gentleman sport here, the players who are the best golfers in the world are getting scraps of the pie that they create the value of. Now, let's say you're a new golfer on tour, right? Yeah. You paid a few hundred to qualify. You don't have any real endorsement deals yet because relatively you suck compared hmm. to the pros because we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And you have to be better than veterans of the tour for just any funding at all. That's crazy. So, like, truthfully, and I know some of them ranting, but screw it. We're pro money here. Get your money, players. Yeah. In a sport judged by how hard it is to be consistent, the tour consistently derives its players, or sorry, deprives its players of greater opportunities. I think it's totally bullcrap, bro. Yeah, and uh, even after going, just talking about my my section and talking about the big money that these guys are contractually obligated to and what you just went through, uh, just finished talking about it's like why wouldn't i want to be a part of live 
I don't know, man. So, with that being said, though, you know, that was our first chapter uh, about the rise of Liv. Next, we'll be getting into the aftermath and the actual merger of Liv Golf and PGA. And welcome back. Um, let's go ahead and just get into what I think was the weirdest part about this whole story we have to cover today. Yeah. The aftermath of the live announcement. So this is summer 22. I think it was in summer. Yeah. Here's what basically happened, right? Live gets announced. PGA's issues are uh, coming up. PGA starts announcing, hey, we're going to start paying more. We have a player assurance program. We're going to start giving extra incentives for like the FedEx Cup, I believe. All this stuff's going on. Here's kind of what gets weird. The PGA openly pretty much had a hit piece on them from everybody when they discovered, so the PGA is not really paying players. Yeah. As you can imagine, other athletes are just like, uh, what? <laughs> Golfers are usually some of the richest people in all sports. That's what we see. Yeah. So it's confusing. So what do you do when you're a board of directors trying to keep your board seats and your cash flow? Mm. You get the media spin going here. Okay. So, Ali, here's kind of what happened. Because um, you remember this time we had talked about it. Um, it was a conversation of, wait, so we have another entrant in the market, yeah. right? It, they're Saudis, but in context of us Americans, you know, we free market it. enterprise. Yeah. Competition's welcome. Capitalism's a thing, clearly. Um, yeah, no, that, that went to, that went out the window pretty quick. Right. <laughs> Things hit the fan pretty quick you because it, like, this is a threat to our, yeah, bro. This became know. like a threat to whether or not you love America. Basically. This is like McCarthyism calling people a commie back in the day. Like <laughs> if you had a live hat on, oh my God, you just, you hated apple pie and your grandma. I don't know. It was weird. I wonder what would happen to me if I w- walked down with a live hat. It's probably not the worst hat you could have worn. In the past few years, politically, <laughs> there, people have been very charged politically at least past few years. So here's the deal. I remember seeing posts about, remember 9-11, right? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. This is like June or July. I got confused. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, we should. I mean, not September 11 again, but I was like, did something else happen? I freaked out. Started checking the news. Apparently, you go from, hey, new competitors want to pay more and lessen restrictions to making this into a issue of patriotism. Mm. Unfortunately, there's always like a very small vocal minority with that. You know, I'm going to see it a lot more than you might on average because of uh, my background. I don't know if we've really indicated this before. We probably have that Muslim. Uh, I don't know if we indicated that I'm from Pakistan originally. I came to this country once too. So I'm pretty American, (laughs) but you know, also a foreigner from South Asia. Grow people from all over Arabia. So what's weird was I saw... The pro-patriotism talks, which I understood, right? Mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia, because the perpetrators of 9-11, all 17 or so of them, I believe all of them yeah, actually were from Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. We have a whole political issue here, right? Mm-hmm. And our issue of patriotism, which really was a media spin, ended up leading, unfortunately, to the very small vocal minority. Thankfully, nobody from the PGA Tour, USGA, nobody from there said, you know, officials. Yeah. There was, unfortunately, some Islamophobia. You know, the uh, which means a fear of Islam, like phobia of Islam. Yeah. More so, not really fear. It's more so, the term when you see it means a little bit of bigotry. 
Um, seeing some religious insults hurled and yeah. go back to where you came from. I was confused because I'm from Hackensack. Yeah, and, and that kind of like went for a good run, like a good while where they're like, they just were hating on Liv for a long time. Anybody who was in favor was called like a traitor, basically. Like, it's not part of what we're going to talk about, but hey, let's give it 30 seconds here. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Pat McAfee's show. He was pro players getting paid because they're former athlete. Yeah. And everyone's calling him un-American and my friends died in 9-11. How could you? Well, first of all, rest in peace. And we're sorry for every family affected by yeah. the nation's greatest tragedy, honestly. But like in terms of events, I mean, there's slavery, other stuff that happened. I don't want to underplay the others. But like McAfee got attacked. Yeah, and and it's like, crazy because hey, I'm, I'm not against I, I know you showed me that little high horsing or what high riding whatever oh yeah everybody and, got on the high horse according to mac yeah about and, players getting right paid. us as americans we use these services that are funded whether you know it or not well here here goes the hard pill to swallow they're funded by the saudis like uh you said bank of america a few other oil companies, oil, Shell, Shell, Energy, BP, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. If Ali, did you ever play Pokemon or Zelda? I did. You're just not American. Or Super Mario. You're not American. Did you play Super Smash Bros? You're you're just not you're American. You're not American. Hey, hey, have you ever watched the Disney movie? Um, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, you know who's not American? Simba. Mm. <laughs> There's a joke in there about Aladdin. I'm not gonna make that slow hanging fruit. Anyways, you know what's the worst thing? Yeah, people were tagging him on Twitter. Twitter funded by Saudis at the time. Yeah, and but it doesn't. It, it for me, it's crazy, uh, and I, I hate to get into it like this, but knowing what I know now is like, will you? I I'm a B of A guy. Never knew the Saudis funded it, but shoot, hey, That's I'm not gonna change up. Just because of this, I feel like people are only hopping on it like that because it's now something that they're going to ingest, right? Media, they're going to take in every day because they love golf. But the fact that uh, the Saudis are running it is supposedly a problem now. Yeah, it was weird. And the, the point we're trying to make, other than possibly calling Mario Akami as a joke, didn't mm-hmm. really expect that to happen, but screw it we're producing here yeah um is that look there is a little bit of like a whole high horse situation yeah. and when mcfee brought up that graphic that i just showed you bro yeah it was the whole thing of like hey if we're supposedly like if not supporting live because the country who funds it yeah is the thing that's gonna make us a better society let's do it but everyone do it don't crucify the players right yeah when they're trying to make millions and millions compared yeah. to corporations making billions and billions yeah which by the way ollie you ever took an uber ride yep how could you hey man i how could I, I couldn't you know i'm not i i couldn't get on the road you know what well should i have god taken bless america a, uh, god bless america <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be canceled it's not really but okay so here's the deal it was kind of weird and then unfortunately the internet loves a good media firestorm. Mm. Let's just be real. Um, nothing, I think, was it MIT did that study a year or two ago yeah. where bad news spreads almost like 10 or 9 times faster than like the truth or good news? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, it's just, that's the internet for you. Mm. But what's weird is the conflict wasn't just in the digital world. Yeah. In the physical world, right? The second the first live event happened and people teed off immediately. Yep. 
you are officially banned from the Professional Golf Association. Mm-hmm. That's what it stands for, right? Yeah. I've never once looked into that, actually. <laughs> so, PJ banned everybody. So then they teed off at another event, which is by their bylaws I mentioned earlier, which are, frankly, stupid. Mm-hmm. So, weirder thing was, good players losing their sponsors. Thank God they got the bag because... We're talking about this off-air earlier. You had a few different athletes. I mean, Phil Mixon lost pretty much everybody, including KPMG. Yeah, but what are you making? Whoa. Money. So, um, Royal Bank of Canada dropped Dustin Johnson. Bryson DeChambeau lost, I think, Puma. I don't know if that was yeah, my choice Puma or what happened. Yeah. His main golf club sponsor, he kind of was already getting out of contract with, so the timing made it seem like they were adding on to what he had to deal with. Yeah. I think he honestly just didn't like Cobra. He ended up being a tailor-made guy now, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's uh, ended up with a weird situation. We ended up with a bunch of lawsuits and stuff that let's not get into boring attorney litigation talk at the yeah. moment. Let's just kind of uh, let's bring it into modern day times, the old twenty twenty-three. So speaking about that, that brings us to today. Uh, the timing of this merger was very. Uh, it was a very unexpected piece of news. Especially when we were still having those conversations that you mentioned just right now about the morality of of you know boast um, you know supporting live or golfing for live. So it, it was crazy because there were a lot of PGA players who turned down that bag, and now a year later, a year later. <laughs> There's just surprising news that live in PGA are merging. So players who did make the switch to live will still be paid their contracts. Plus, they will be able to reapply for submission into the PGA after the 2023 season. So just to kind of add a little bit tidbit, I know you did say it's a very unexpected piece of news, which is true. Yeah. Can we also just be slightly thankful for the news? One, like, yeah, golf's going to be better and all this stuff, but yeah. we're in the middle of a sports drought. I needed this news. Yeah, that's it's true. Summer, for some reason, it's hard to... The, oh, okay, you know what? It's crazy because everybody's looking forward to summer, yet there's can, no sports. Going. Can I get like 15 seconds gotcha. to get my personality in real quick? Because yeah. you know how I am? Ale, you're a father, mm-hmm. right? Doing a great job, does it not feel weird that with Father's Day coming up basically tomorrow, recording this the day before the last day of the U.S. Open here, yeah. but Father's Day tomorrow, doesn't it feel weird that the holiday made for fathers is in a time where there's basically no sports other than baseball? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, bro, like, let the man watch all the sports. Right. I'm going to have a TV dinner tomorrow watching, I don't know, San Diego play against the Tampa Bay Rays or something. I don't know. I don't even know. I'm not enough into baseball but, as much as I need to be. But all right, let's bring it back. I just want to get that off. No, nah, but even, you know, even then with all that turmoil, um, I actually was speaking uh, while I was downtown working for who I work for. Um, I at, I saw I saw a guy with a master's hat and I asked him, bro, did, I know you heard about that live in PGA news. What do you think about it? He told me, Honest, honestly, I don't feel anything towards it. Uh, and he was like, PGA could use the money. So I'm like, he felt indifferent. This was a, this was a UT alumni guy. He's graduated Texas X. I guess PGA doesn't. All right, hold up. PGA don't need the money. They need to spend the money. Right. So with money being said, um, live in PGA. They've uh, somehow they've made peace with each other, and they will continue to exist under one business leadership. 
which would be live and operated by the face PGA tour. So what's in it for the PGA? An absolute truckload of money from the Saudis in Monahan's letter. It refers to it as a significant financial financial investment uh, from the PIF to become a premier corporate partner. But perhaps the biggest incentive for the tour is peace in pro golf. The PGA Tour product was harmed by the live fracture and the opportunity to merge its business interests with the PIF means it can bring back the business it lost to live and then some. So speaking about PGA, how they benefited from it was basically now we got more money to get this sport worldwide under the name of the PGA with what they would call a premier corporate partner, Liv. Now, Liv gets labeled this way, but what what is the gain for Liv? And I, w- I would see it as a more so for the players. They get the legit legitimacy and longevity that uh, a couple days ago seemed almost entirely out of the question. Uh, in the midst of a floundering second season of Live, the upstarting league gets an insane boost to its chance at longevity owed to the PIF's investment in the PGA and possibly even the opportunity to add the very best players on the PGA Tour to its weekly product, Live. Now, for the players who took big payouts last year, you literally could not have written a better script. You still get paid that contract, and by the end of this season, be able to reapply to be on that PGA Tour. And some of the legitimacy and longevity, the only, like, terrible – we should have mentioned it in the last bit because yeah. that wasn't, like, really relevant, but now it kind of is. It's more visibility. So, okay, we talk about – do we not talk about broadcast rights like 80% of episodes just because it's super relevant to the money aspect? Yeah, that's true, yeah. Do you know who like, the broadcast TV partner was for Liv? I do not, but I know it was like conflicting uh, like with their contractual obligation with Liv or Liv with that broadcasting group. Kind of. It, it was just a stupid partner. Mm. The CW Network. I feel like, yeah, when Liv was starting, they were kind of like, I wouldn't want to say desperate, but they, when they started live, they literally like a couple weeks later, just threw all this money at the players and said, Hey, we're going to have an event. It's going to have these players. And they just kind of winged it like that. Well, like the thing is, right. And this kind of point I'm going to get into real quick before we continue is that if you were going to do this, right. With the Saudis, with the alleged stuff going on here, what you're trying to do. Why not just put it on YouTube if you're trying to change your appearance allegedly in front of an American audience? Put mm-hmm. it on YouTube where more people are going to be able to access it. Yeah. Right? Help. They could do a YouTube TV at that point. But the CW, who has watched the CW? Last time I watched CW, I was probably in middle school watching Everybody Hates Chris. <laughs> Is that where they. That and I think UPN when SmackDown was there. Mm. Like, this is like. Yeah, CW was, was like, that was like only the only channel basically you could. Yeah, this can is, see. it was weird, dude. Um, like Judge Judy. <laughs> okay, we we're really getting throwback here. And I'm thinking, <laughs> back to the Decker days, uh, at least for me. <laughs> so here's the deal. Would it not have been better? Put it on YouTube. Make it free to everybody, right? Yeah. 
your contracts are based on your past sales history. Everything has a comp, right? The comparison. Yeah. Would it not have been better to just simply go ahead, put it on YouTube, get a larger reach, to be honest, with the digital advertising you can do with YouTube, yeah. obviously. Get those video views. Take advantage of the post-live event views as well. It's video on demand. I have an answer for that, but you go. And then later... Take it to an ESPN, an NBC, somebody desperate to get more content out there. Yeah. And say, hey, here's more views we have because people watch us compared to, no offense, any network executives at the CW. Make sure you like and subscribe, please. However, with watching the CW network. <laughs> no, nah, but I think the answer to that question is a lot of the – they've been, they're throwing all this money out at these players, but they also need some type of revenue. And a lot of the revenue in that league is from their broadcasting partner. Even though you said it's like a, a pretty bad one, they're paying. They're they make up for a lot of the revenue that of that league makes. The CW has money. Why is they paying? That's what I heard. That's what I, or something. Jesus. Amen. Also, the Saudis aren't really hurting for cash. No, they're not. But they need a reason to continue yeah. to invest in it. Well, I figured they're gonna take a loss later. The first two three years. Yeah, but it. You know, if you're going to take a loss, no, you I might as well swing hey, for the... I understand your point. I'm not debating against it. Yeah. My only argument is, why is nobody else pitched money? Only CW thought, screw it. Well, we get back into the morality aspect of, are we going to let these guys into our market? And CW, as you said, is kind of on a decline. So why not take that risk? Both sides. <sighs> CW clearly played Nintendo growing up. <laughs> Just Judy. There we go. So, okay. It's kind of, speaking of like morality and weird reporting, right? Yeah. Did you notice the massive conflicts and reporting, like discrepancies and everything going on? Yeah, it's every day there's some something new coming out So and conflicting. I'm going to try to keep this within the confines of this one-week timeline. Mm-hmm. Original post indicated that the PIF chairman, Yasser Al-Ramayan, would be the chairman of the new Live PGA DP yeah, Golf. DP tour, yeah. There we go, the European tour. Um, joint entity, right? Mm-hmm. Then on, I think it was ESPN or NBC Golf, one of them, PGA tour board member and somehow a director and also independent person. I don't know what the heck this guy does. Jimmy Dunn mm-hmm. says the PIF is not taking control and... They're not going to have anything to do with it. You just mentioned they're supposedly just a corporate partner. They haven't figured everything out yet. Mergers take so much time, people. People feel to realize that. But the thing is, Mm -hmm. it's looking like now Jay Monahan would have had control. But like three days ago, um, he started taking a leave of absence for health reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think anybody has details on that. So I hope you feel better and you recover. Hopefully it's nothing too crazy, but. So leave mm. out some proud. Yeah. Um, terrible timing for Azel. He's probably stressed out here. Um, yeah, so now it's looking like the PF doesn't own Live anymore, which is weird. Yeah. What they're indicating, they make it seem as if the PGA owns it. And the weird thing is, when I was trying to figure out how to write out the segment, mm. I'll be honest, the first thing that came to my mind was every day there's a headline, there's a media firestorm coming out. Yeah. Mergers take time, headlines don't. I just want people to remember that. Yeah, this was literally just an announcement that they're going to merge. There's yeah. no details on, you know, what's behind that. It's just the idea is there and they're shook hands on, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. We just don't know how it's going to happen. You got to figure out commissioner, yeah, um, who's going to be event the rights, yeah. all this stuff, broadcasting, who has a conflict on broadcast partners. 
Although I'm sure nobody cares to be like, no, we have to keep the CW network. I'm sorry. No, we'll just buy them out. Like, no, no, no. Go back to the NBC contract with the Masters, okay? Yeah. Um, that's going on here. And then you have – what's weird is the deal's not fully fleshed out, like we just mentioned. But according to Jimmy Dunn, once again, the loyal PGA golfers are now going to have equity shares mm-hmm. within this new entity. And mm-hmm. now suddenly the PGA allegedly has the power to dissolve live. Because it's now going to be under PGA control. Mind you, I don't even know what the USGA has said. And they're the governing body Hmm. for golf in America. And what's weirder is the last thing. What makes it very conflicting. um, We kind of talked about it. They don't really pay taxes. And they don't have a lot of employees, obviously. They call everybody contractors. Sports leagues in general, which we'll get into a full breakdown on another episode when relevant to this. Um, the PGA is part of what the sports leagues are, which is an IRC code 501C, which some of you might know for like churches, mosques, registered nonprofit charities, organizations, yeah. but a 501C6, which sports leagues and business leagues tend to fall under. They really take a lot of tax advantages, which is cool, right? I mean, Hey, get your money and don't pay it apparently. Yeah. But Jimmy Dunn called the new enterprise for profit, hmm. but 501c6 is that sports leagues are technically non-profits. Hmm. Um, it's interesting. Now you're talking about equity and the live players aren't going to get any equity in this and all this stuff. Yeah, I feel like, though, even though they pitched that idea of the PGA players have stakes, yeah. just like what they did with Dustin Johnson and all those other PG, uh, ex-PGA players, they could do the same with those that have stakes. So it's like, I don't know. It is, It's like... And the thing is, none of these things, there's no details I've been ironed out. Yeah. Why is Jimmy Dunn out here making all these statements? It's like, bro, relax. Yeah. Like, let the U.S. Open happen here. It's a great major. Right. Let everyone watch it. Yeah. Let's discuss the historic LACC uh, country club deal. So, now that we spoke about this a little bit, what do you think is going to end up happening? Like, do you think... PGA is going to be the face. Liv is just going to be the po- corporate partner. Or- um, I honestly don't know. To be honest, I think look, Liv will have to survive as an entity. Yeah, I think Liv could be the format for the alternate tournaments, like the team tournaments and stuff that were going on. Yeah, problem is like Liv's culture was more newer have fun modernize i think the cultural divide is gonna be bigger yeah um i'm sure they can work out a tournament format where hey team tournament format we'll do right. shotgun starts to live right. format the single pga tournaments we're gonna make him the pga format under coexistence i don't know what dp does with their formats on mm-hmm. average but it's gonna be that i think what the bigger thing to figure out right now is um how they're gonna skate past the hypocrisy accusations i mean not just like the players who like took a hit on money, right? Yeah. There was that situation, yeah. um, which they're kind of being compensated in some aspect for. But look, Jimmy Dunn came out and said a lot of things yeah. when this announcement happened last year. Like they were part of the whole media spin. Let's make this about nine eleven. Yeah. Jay Monahan, hey, hope you can feel better here, buddy. But he said a lot of things in relations to nine eleven and losing families. We can never respect this and. Hey, yeah. I guess if, once again, rest in peace, everybody affected, right? Tragedy. Yeah. I guess there really is a dollar amount, according to the internet, for some of these guys. Like, I mean, they're fighting a yeah. massive accusation of hypocrisy right now. 
they walked back a lot of stuff, bro, and they're the ones who put it out there too. So but it's kind of a weird situation. At the end of the day, like if you love golf, that doesn't matter. Yeah, like I think the sport of golf's gonna be better. I think yeah, for me, I think that the ideas that live bring PGA can take from so to protect their players, uh, to have so they could probably have longer careers. Like you mentioned, and I did as well, like the shotgun starts, the shorter fields. It's, I feel like Liv is four players and the PGA is, I don't, I don't know how to describe them more so like tradition. Liv makes it easier as well for like the newer players. That's the thing. Like, yeah, the Open has had that uh, A&M kid. I don't like A&M that much, obviously, but yeah. that A&M kid has played in like two majors in a row or something. And he's taking the world by storm here in golf. Like yeah. with the payment structure that Liv promotes, it's easier for the newer guys to get some pay to show up and hopefully show out here. Yeah, compared right. To traditionally, what like it limits, it kind of PJ kind of limits the rise of golf. And like those golfers we don't hear about, they probably can't fund their tours, right? Because you said they yeah. spend money on caddies. Uh, whatever they spend their money on they got it comes out of their pockets it doesn't come out from the pga like they don't just offer that service you gotta figure out how you're gonna pay for that how you're gonna show up and you know are you gonna be the one carrying your stuff by yourself because that's the only you know funds you have or are you gonna you know put money up for a caddy don't be like hey dad can you come caddy for me gonna be on tv but the way i think this is gonna end is how it did with how the PIF first entered the Premier League. It it got a lot of pushback from the league, so we can compare that league to the PGA. Got a lot of pushback in the the beginning, but in the end, they had a resolution, which was this. Yes, we'll take your money, but please don't mess with our traditions of the sport. And the the PIF, it's it's written and set in stone, contractually agreed upon that, they just want to be a part of the Premier League, whether that's them just giving y'all some money to spend or not, doesn't matter. We just want to diversify our investments and in, and better our pub our image that the public has of, of us. So, I feel like the PGA and Live will come to this agreement that, and hopefully the government as well allows this to happen, but that Live will provide the funds or be a corporate partner, as they said, mentioned so that the PGA can grow and they, the PGA can even take some, uh, you know, some things from live and apply it to their league and help so, modernize it. Speaking of modernizing. Okay. Before we hit to the, uh, Mark, we got about three minutes left on this. We tend to do the 30 seconds, right? Yeah. I'm going to give you a possible scenario and then give me your rough 30 seconds on if you think this would be a good idea or not. All right. Okay. And let me just kind of time it out with our timer. And here's the situation. Okay. All right. If Liv takes a backseat and becomes a corporate partner only. Yeah. Right. One, there's probably an argument. This is why I don't need 30 seconds on, but I'm set up with this. Yeah. There's probably an argument that if the reason why they're allegedly making PIF or PIF, whatever, to go ahead and do this is to increase their image. Mm. The likelihood is the argument is, okay, well, if they're not at the very forefront, then how's it going to affect the image? Well, here's what I'm thinking. What if with all the investment and money, 
Liv says, you know what? We have so much money. Let's help build like tennis does and all these other places. Yeah. Let's help build more community golf courses. Right. Do you think that would help with helping create the future of golf in terms of player interest, more public golf courses that are free to public use and stuff? If I can get your 30 seconds on what you think would be beneficial from that if Liv did a direct community investment as the corporate partner. Go. Well, uh, I feel like they already have with Newcastle. You said, uh, we mentioned it earlier. A, a, a good way to answer that question is from previous results in Newcastle. Now they built a new stadium, I believe. Uh, they've revitalized that team, that club. And I feel like if they apply those same tactics, which, you know, would ultimately end in the sport of golf kind of modernizing and grow grow within the community and help the players out in the end as well. I feel, I feel like that's what's going to happen. Uh, and to be honest, I feel like the PIF will benefit in public image when you say, hey, we're not – we're not the face of it, but we helped put all this stuff together for your community and the whether it be the citizens of the community or the community of golf. We didn't ask, you know, anything of you just to accept our investment and gotcha. us as a, you know. Okay, let me give you a shorter version of what I'm thinking about this one. I think you're on the right track with that one, to be honest. Yeah. I think their ability to allow less restrictions and we didn't talk about it for this 30 seconds but i mentioned earlier like having people like country club adjacent i'm a fan of come out and be part of like the content and like grow on the social media sphere yeah. i feel like that's going to help like live will do more for pga than pga will do for live yeah that's to be honest that's what i think is and happen. honestly if we can just go ahead and uh Honestly, we're going to have to wait for a part two on a merger updates, but I think that's probably it for now. Well, with that being said, that's been another edition of Sports Meets Money. My name is Ale, joined by my brother, Medi. Thank you for tuning in. Huh.